Sam, we said when we'd get to 500 followers on Spotify and iTunes, mum would cook us our favourite meal. And guess what, Josh? I'm feeling pretty full. Why is that? Because we got there. But we don't stop here. We don't. Because we had our favourite meal, but now we want our favourite drive through yeah. McDonald's. We do. Mum said she'd take us through McDonald's if we get more followers. Subscribe on iTunes. Follow on Spotify. Keep listening. Get us fed. G'day, Matt speaking. Hello. Sorry, who's this? Uh, it's Matt Wilshire. Oh, g'day, Matt. How are you going? Um, my name's Sam, and I'm just here with my brother Josh, and we're actually doing a, a podcast at the moment. Um, and we're just having a chat about uh, open fires and how I really want in my dream home to have an open fire. I was just wondering what features your dream home must have. Good question. Very good question. Uh, well, I actually look at a lot of homes, funny enough, and I would say a really good entertainment area in regards to the open fire being being one of them. Yeah. But a really nice, not just the inbuilt barbecue, but the the full inbuilt kitchen with your little bar, with your sink, so you got the preparation. So you can sort of a, a one one stop shop for everything. You really. I mean, that's probably. Probably my dream home. You really know your your features of your homes. That's amazing. <laughs> I do. I do know the features. You should be a real estate agent. Oh, funnily enough, uh, that is that is the gig, uh, real estate. So I've uh, been through a few houses today and uh, actually seen one of these little little features I was talking about in the in the outdoor kitchen. So that's why it's very much fresh on the mind. Well, look, where where are you, a real estate agent, Matt? Uh, Jealous Craig Ballarat, mate. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, you've really taught us a lot about our dream homes. Pleasure. Thank you. Good work, boys. Sam, Bromley Lynch is like the morning paper. It's got your personal column, it's got your news, and it's got your quiz, Josh. This is Bromley Lynch. Josh, the open fire is a must. This time of year as well, it just makes you – you go to like friends' houses mm. and they have an open fire and you think, this is what I want in my dream home. Yeah. This v- is what, exactly what I want in my dream home. Very envious of those people that do have the open fire. It's something that I would like to achieve at some point. But Sam, look, we, we had Matt on there from uh, Jealous Craig Ballarat. Maybe they will, they will allow us to have – our dream home. That would be brilliant. That would be brilliant. Lots of open fires around the, the Ballarat area, especially this time of year, Sam. But as you said, it is imperative to have a wood fire. Now, Josh, speaking of homes, we've actually organised a sleepover at a mate's house for two weeks' time. We have. And it's not one of those sleepovers that you have in your mid to late 20s um, that are forced upon you from either a few too many sherbets from yep. the night before or... Um, a lot of the sleepovers that I have now are if I need to go, be somewhere really early the next morning and I don't live in that town or mm-hmm. city, mm-hmm. I'll stay at this person's house and that's yep. the only reason I'll stay uh, at, and have a sleepover at someone's house. But we're actually planning a sleepover with a mate for no other reason just to have a sleepover. We are. And it would have been – this would have to be the first time in 15, 10, 15 years I'm that just, this has happened to me. I'm just trying to think. And now I'm just thinking back to the stra- strategy involved in trying to come up with a sleepover. No, well, Josh, before we get to that, it made me think of of the days of sleepovers. So definitely in your um, uh, child years yeah. and teenage years, teenage you years. wanted to stay at people's houses. 
you wanted people to stay at your houses. What was more, what was more common? Did you want people to stay at ours or did you want to go to theirs? So speaking of, I always wanted to stay at yeah. the places that had like stairs. Stairs. Staircases. Yeah. Um, I remember a friend had a laundry chute. It was yeah. the first oh, laundry chute yeah. I'd ever seen. And I actually, we actually decided to tumble down the laundry chute <laughs> because it was so small. <laughs> yeah, remember that? Me too, yeah. They had big, like mates' pet houses that had big rumpus rooms One where home. you could almost play like a game of footy or soccer or something oh, yeah. in the rumpus room without uh, the fear of breaking something. Exactly. So these were, and if they had a pool, oh my oh, God, yeah. in yeah. the summer months, straight there, tennis court, you know. You've got the Bromley Lynch just staying there three <laughs> nights a week. Buy beware. Yeah. Okay, buy beware. If you are buying a pool, like buying a house with a pool, tennis court, a big entertaining area, like your kids are going to have people over. Wow. Okay, don't get grumpy when kids are coming over because you bought the house that everyone wants to be at. So, Josh, you get to an age where you don't have as many sleepovers, but it took me back to the days where you did have sleepovers and how conniving yeah. you used to be and kids are when trying to convince their parents. Yeah. To have a sleepover with a mate. It's huge. So usually the, the sleepover stemmed from a play date yeah. or a game of organised sport or yeah. activity, maybe like a dance class on a yeah. weekend, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. And the kids would get together and they would like be liking each other at this yeah. point. Jordan, what do you reckon? Do you reckon you can stay at my house tonight? <laughs> do you reckon I could stay at your house tonight? And the conversation would go from there. It would then be the parents show up at the event yeah. and it would go... All right, you go to your mum first yeah. because I know that she will just say – or you go to your mum or dad first because I know that they'll say, what does the other parent say? Yeah. It's up to the other parent. So yes. that's why it's yes. great as a parent yes. to be asked first because then you put the onus on the other parent yeah. to make the decision. I thought it was huge back in the day, that strategy, where you'd bring the parents together and ask them at the, at, simultaneously at the same time yeah. and they have to look at each other, have a think about it. What have we got on? What haven't we got on? Read the body language. Read the body language of the other parent. So, yeah, we're putting the power back into the parents there but secretly the kids has the power. They okay. do. They but, do. But, Sam, some of the best sleepovers you got. Josh, just quickly. Now I think about how much my parents actually said yes to us sleeping at other people's places. Because they're like, thank fuck, they're out of the, they're out of our hair for it's the night. It's a breather. It's a breather. And they were very quick to always, say, yeah, of course you can stay at another person's house. Yeah, they were very quick to say. Mum and and um, dad were very quick to say, the, of course you can go the, and stay at your mate's the, house. The parents of the world would be agreeing with that oh. big time. Like that is a you know twenty four hour period. You don't really have to talk to them. You re- recharge the batteries because yep. you're still human. Yeah, you're an adult and, and you're a parent, but you're still human. You need your break. And you love your kid. I'm you, sure you love your kid. You do. It doesn't mean you don't love your kid. Not all the time. And you're trying to shirk the responsibility of being a parent. No, you can't do you that. You need a time out. No, you do need a time out. But Sam, I'm looking forward to this sleepover. Can't wait. Is it going to have the same? Because this person, when we used to go to sleepover at his house, they'd eat really healthy. Yeah. And we were not the healthiest of eaters. Like our, our lunchbox consists of... Chocolate mud cake from Coles, two like Vegemite and cheese sandwiches, teddy bear biscuits, teddy bear biscuits, barbecue roll shakes, ups, uh, fruit box, twice, two fruit boxes in a day, yep. and this kid that we're going to, one of our best mates, carrot sticks, hummus, uh, what else? Rice like, tomatoes and rice cakes. Okay, yep. so you go to their house, and we, we our bellies weren't prepared for the the healthiness of what was about to take take place to the point where Jenny would pack. Uh, Mum Jenny Yeah Mum Jenny would pack 
spare packets of barbecue shapes into our into our bags, knowing that we would m- might go hungry because there was too much salad put in front of our faces. There was a, it was a shock the other year when I went back to their house and ate all the salad on the plate. Yeah, she, the, the mum, the, Vicky could not believe it. No. Sam, last week I was driving around. Okay, so I'm driving around Torquay. It was a bit dreary outside. It was a Thursday morning, I believe, and you sort of. You know, you, you, you're with it, but you're not re- really with it, yep. okay? You need something to motivate you. Sam, I came up to a Roadworks. Roadworks people, generally, like, they will give you a greeting. Sam, this bloke was conducting a fucking orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> he was like the entree rieu of the roadworking. So he didn't just have one way. Sam, he had four ways going, okay? So he was conducting an orchestra. You know how they usually just stand there all day in the same spot and maybe just move the wrist, yeah. like in and out, in and out? Yeah. This bloke was taking up like maybe like a footy goal square worth of space. So he was in and lunging around and lunging around. Arm that way, arm this way, changing the lollipop. But this guy had a big smile on his face. We love it. Okay, and he was – it was like watching – it was like going to an orchestra and watching the Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. And this guy was just full of joy doing what he loved. Looked like he was fulfilling his purpose. Sam, his purpose in life is to get people through road work (laughs) safely. But not just safely – Beautifully through entertainment, Sam, and we're all about entertainment here at the Bromley Lynch. <laughs> exactly right. He was a he was a battery charger without actually having to open his mouth. We love it. So that is what actions speak louder than words. This bloke was on fire. Now, as as we are recording this, uh, it is pissing down with rain yeah. and it is freezing. I yeah. would love to have a camera on that person right yeah. now because surely <laughs> the weather <laughs> as a road worker not great. It heavily determines your mood on the job. Oh, one hundred percent. Because there's not a lot of coverage. There's, there's, no roadworks. there's there's not too many tunnels in Torquay. Sam, there's no coverage. No. And especially there. But Sam, I just love seeing a bloke just going about his business, but just adding a bit of enthusiasm into it, which we love. And we love the ones that take it very seriously yeah. as well. Like this is their mission to get you through the roadworks, which I completely understand oh. and love. But it is walkie talkie. They they are thinking they're in a war zone. Oh, yeah. We're getting like, walkie-talkie. Yeah. Speaking of. No, Josh, but like you can imagine them when they're, you know, they just see like our car coming, like my car coming through, just a Mazda CX-5. Nice. When a couple of BWs come through <laughs> or big road trains, it's just like the game is on. No, mate. This is where this is where our bread is buttered. This is where the money is made, okay? They see the, the truck coming through. They see the, the BMW, like you said, coming through. This is game time. Is. And this is what they've trained for. Okay, it's no different to anyone in any sort of field. Um, Sam, I wanted to do a bit of a deep dive. So we've been doing a couple lately. So we did the big day out and the history of the big day out. You did the Emu Wars, which people, by the way, love the Emu Wars. Did anyone actually know much about it? Did anyone actually say to you, I actually heard about it before? Not a whole lot. No. Um, A few people had done some reading on it, but I think it, uh, it really brought to the forefront the plight that the emus had to go through to deal with these idiots that tried to take over their land. Um, and there's just more respect for the emu out there. Now. 100% there is. And people were watching the videos of pe- emus going ballistic. They were. And loving it. Josh, just quickly before you start. Yeah. I saw the most terrifying video yesterday. Go on. It was a kangaroo mauling a, a human. The, the guy was – it was literally like a horror movie. <laughs> for anyone that hasn't seen it, 
Watch this um, person trying to run. It's on surveillance footage. Trying to run away from this kangaroo towards his car. Yeah. It is horrifying. The the kangaroo literally tackles him nah. to the ground and they are like boxing on, on the ground. And yeah. the guy that or the victim, yeah. who I don't know who the victim <laughs> the was. The guy this, as yeah. a human being is a human being was was fully fisticuffs with this <laughs> kangaroo. It is remarkable footage. Imagine going back, like, I, I dare say this person might have a partner or some kids yeah. or something like, going back to the t- dinner table, what happened today? Well, you know, someone, you know, little Freddie got hurt at, at, at soccer. Yeah. Um, Jenny, she got, you know, something happened at work. Yeah. Dad, dad goes, got attacked by a kangaroo. And boxed And on. a bunch, and a full punch on with the kangaroo. And I've got the vision to show it. I've got the vision to show it. See, we want evidence. It's unbelievable. Okay. Uh, trust me, go and have a look at, at man fighting kangaroo. Yeah. Phenomenal. So going back into our deep dive. So in 1967, Harold Holt, who was – because we, a few weeks ago we had Chloe Malloy on. Yeah. And there was a question regarding um, an ex-prime minister or prime minister at the time who drowned – or potentially drowned, yep. okay? Yep. And it was Harold Holt. And I remember um, back in the day, Sam, the Botanical Gardens in Ballarat had the Avenue of Honour of the Prime Ministers and something sticks out in my mind massively. Dad always used to stop us at Harold Holt and tell us that he drowned. <laughs> he drowned. But like the information never changed, but every single time we could go there weekly and he'd still tell us he drowned. He drowned. So I wanted to do a bit more of a deep dive and obviously not around the death so much, but some of the conspiracy theories conspiracy. that – Surrounded the the Harold Holt disappearance at the time. So it was 1967 down in Victoria, um, down near Portsea. Okay, a place called Cheviot Beach. Okay, so Harold had sort of finished up for the for the for the Christmas period. Um, there was no much. No, there's not much else going on. Okay, so everyone's gone away from Parliament. We're going back for Sunday roasts, or we're going back for Christmas dinner. And Harold Holt's no different. The Prime Minister wants his Christmas dinner. Okay, big fam ham. What, what, sort, what date was it again, sorry, Joe? 17th of December. Right. So about a, a week before. And that's a great time of year, yeah, it is. isn't it? Like you're celebrating, it's good weather, uh, people are sort of just cooling off work. Yep. Like everyone's the same. Yep. So the, same whole, the Prime Minister is no different. Like I can just, I'm just going to ignore that, that little conversation I'm having with the Chinese president at the moment. Yep. Okay, I've got, I've got things to do. Yep. Um, Sam, he was a keen swimmer. And like a, a massive waterman, loved snorkeling, loved getting in the water, doing all those sorts of things. And one day he just decided to go for a swim in a beach that he had swum in hundreds and hundreds of times because he had a house down there on the, on the Mornington Peninsula. Beautiful. Um, and he went missing. Okay, so we went missing. But apparently that day it was, was really rough, like really rough conditions to the point where people were uh, – the, the beach was actually meant to be closed. Yep. And he, he, like, he drowned. So, and, he got, and he went missing. All of a sudden, the biggest search in Australian history takes place. Think about imagine, it now. Imagine yeah. that. Exactly right. One of the leaders goes down going missing. Mate, you are talking about that bloke road worker before on the walkie-talkies. Imagine the walkie-talkies here. Okay. Oh, yeah. So they're looking for Harold Holt. Okay. So there was a lot of things happening at the time. So Harold, the, the, the previous day, playing tennis. Okay. So this is one of the conspiracy theories. He was playing tennis the day before with some friends, okay? Hurt his shoulder. 
Mm. Okay, so we need to go to the doctor quickly and he had to get on some painkillers. Okay, so he big serve and volleyer, so I believe. So he's playing tennis and he's swimming. <laughs> big, big serve and volleyer. So Harold's got time to play tennis yep. and go swimming. Yeah. So don't ever tell – people, don't ever tell me that you're too busy. Yeah. Okay, because Harold Holt made time to play tennis and go swimming and he's the fucking prime minister of the country. <laughs> exactly Okay, right. so you're never too busy. Yeah. All right, so Sam – that was one of them, that he had been so clouded by these painkillers that was completely clouded his judgment this day and he went for a swim and never to be seen again. Don't know about that one. Okay. The main reason there are conspiracy theories is because the, the body was never found. Okay, So people are like, okay, why, why is this actually... Like, where Harold? is he? Where is he? Like, Where's we Harold? can't find him. What is actually going on? So that's why there's conspiracy um, theorists going on about it. Yeah. So... Uh, Holt had been so. This is the time of the Cold War as well. So Australia, obviously, oh, not heavily involved. Involved enough. We, you know, Australia. We think we're this strong. Come, we're, we're really just a minnow. Okay, we are a minnow. But Sam has been assassinated by a U.S. intelligence intelligence agency because he was thinking about pulling the troops out of Vietnam at the right. time. Okay. So they're like, okay, America are onto it because he is uh, going against his allies. He was meant to be good mates with Lyndon Johnson at the time, who was the president at the time of the US. Okay, So that was a conspiracy, that he'd been drugged by Americans on the way to the beach and then that made him not be able to swim. I, I believe that. You, believable? Believable. More believable than tennis? About the same. <laughs> About the same. Um that during the Cold War, he was great mates. And this is like a big uh, conspiracy by a big time American lawyer at the time. So he came out the next day and said this. So he said, my hunch from press, press reports is there's better than a 50% chance that Mr. Holt's death was not accidental, but resulted from expert sabotage, probably foreign. Okay. So they're thinking some foreign country has come in and killed Mr. Holt. Believable? Believable. Somewhat believable. Border security probably wasn't great back in the 60s. <laughs> and we're learning about that now. Compared to now. Yeah. Yes. There wasn't a TV show dedicated to border security, <laughs> no, was there, back in the day? Was Wait, there? Are you coming over? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. To kill the Prime Minister. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Not landing. Not, la- not today. Tomorrow, <laughs> yeah. you're landing. Um, Sam, Holt, and I've asked Mum this, Holt was actually rumoured to have a lot of love interests. Ooh. Okay. He was a bit of a player. Okay. He was a bit of a player. A bit back of a fornicator. Yeah. A bit of a, not only a tennis star and loved the serve and volley, yeah. but he also... Love, loved, love, you know, doing... Love, love. Love, love. He loved, love. He loved, love. Harold, he loved, love. love. Harold, love, love, okay? So, apparently, one of the conspiracies says that he escaped his life, boarded a boat that was waiting for him and went and lived happily ever after with one of the love interests under a different identity. Believable. <laughs> Believable. <laughs> I reckon? Definitely. This is another one. Okay. So, this is a plot twist. That he was showing off to his alleged lover, Marjorie Gillespie, who was standing on the beach with her daughter that day. They had been hanging out with each other that day and the day before, playing tennis at Cheviot Beach and states that she saw him go years later. It was confirmed that this was a lover of Holt's, so that he was showing off. No matter if you're the Prime Minister, you still want to show off how good you are in the water. Was okay. he doing like the tumble turn? Like, <laughs> hey, look at me. Doing like the flip in the water until Harold did not come back up. Yeah, exactly right. He did not resurface. This is another one. This was a, there was a book written about this. I bet. Okay, so there's this uh, British author who was right into conspiracy theories. Okay, yep. so this book is called The Prime Minister Was a Chinese Spy. 
What? Yes, Chinese spy. So a 1983 book written by well-known author. The author suggests that an Aussie man named Ronald Titcom, who was formerly in the Navy but then became a big business tycoon in Australia, had be, he was in disbelief. He was like, no, nah, there's no way the Prime Minister of this country Drowns. can go missing. No like, he's a good swimmer. He can't go missing. Sam... That he was in Iraq in 1973 and an Iraqi official, like a head Iraqi official, said that there was a high-ranking Australian that had seeked asylum years before and went to China. Interesting. Remained nameless. And as he was a spy for more than 30 years and he was spirited away in a plastic cocoon to a Chinese submarine that day at Cheviot Beach. Like alive. Alive. So there was scuba divers waiting for him. Apparently there's scuba divers waiting for him at the bottom of the ocean at Cheviot Beach. At this point, they pull him down, put him in this plastic cocoon and swim him out to a Chinese submarine that was 800 metres off at Cheviot Beach. That is bullshit. <laughs> there's no chance of that. There's no chance. And Sam, this is the one that I believe. <laughs> this is Sir Robert Southey. He's yeah. one of his closest confidants. And this is what he said about Harold Holt. Because... Good swimmer. Good, great swimmer, <laughs> great swimmer. If he, you know, one of those blokes, if he didn't, you know, what? Yeah, yeah. would have been swimming for Australia. Yeah. My own feeling about what happened is something like this. Holt was a very good swimmer, a very good snorkeler, and he came back to Melbourne a bit troubled, overstretched and overstrained from the pressures of government. From the swimming. From the, yeah. <laughs> from the, from the swimming. But he went into where he knows he is the boss, which is the water, went and relaxed and never came back. And passed away. Yeah. That is what he's best mate Well, thinks. to me, just the information that you give me, I think that's the way that Harold would have wanted to go. Yeah. Relaxed into the water and gone peacefully. See, and this was... Rather than a, two <laughs> Chinese submarine people coming down and cocooning him and... Taking him 800 <laughs> metres out to the ocean. Yeah, exactly right. But, Sam, this was all done in a coronial inquest in 2005 and it was pretty much supporting what Sir Robert Southey said. Josh, you know who needs to take this case? Who's that? Cold case. Yes. The cold show case, Cold the show, case. Yes. Needs to take this case on. Or at least, like, copy it. Yeah. Like, you know, at least do a... This is, it's just remarkable to think how big this would have been back in the Imagine time. the Twitter sphere now or Twitter... Because I was talking to someone and they only had two stations back then, or this person did, and it was everywhere on the stations and that's what the, the news you got. Okay? So she said, she said it was the biggest news that the country had ever seen, which you could only imagine is true. Imagine Twitter now. Oh, going off. Let's do the quiz. Let's do the quiz. Sam, we're rich. We've <laughs> got a sponsor. So what do you do when you're rich and you've got a sponsor? You buy a house. We think about buying a house. Yeah. And Sam, how are we going to think about buying a house and who are we going to go to? Well, Josh, we're from Ballarat originally. Yeah. Okay, and we would love to buy a house in Ballarat. Yeah. And the only people I would go to in Ballarat are Jealous Craig. Sam, why are they called Jealous Craig? Because everyone's bloody jealous of them, Josh. Yeah. And are you, gonna, are you going to be talking to a bloke called Craig? Uh, potentially. Yeah. But there's also some great people like Matt yeah. down there at Jealous Craig. They'll look after you. And Sam, now that we're rich, they might they'll look, look after us. Do you reckon, what do you reckon, house around the lake? The lake is like the tour rack of Ballarat. <laughs> yeah. That everyone wants a house on the lake. Yeah. And I think Jealous Craig can get us there, Josh. Get the Bromley Lynch a house in Ballarat on the lake. So for all your property needs, please support the team that supports us. Jealous Craig Ballarat. Jealous Craig. <laughs> Josh, always exciting to do the quiz, but 
it makes it even more exciting when we've got a guest to do it with. Because yeah. we love the team atmosphere. <laughs> We're all yeah. about the team. We are. We're battery charging, sort of teamwork. We love, you know, we love positivity. We do. And we've got the man in here to do that. Tom Boyd, how are you? I'm good. I'm actually excited to do the quiz. We uh, It was sort of a favourite pastime of me and my fiance Anna's, uh, but we're pretty lenient with scoring, especially when you do the, the age quiz that you can't answer any The good week. Do you do the good weekend quiz from the, the age? The bigger one. The big nah, one? more like the daily. Okay. Oh, the, the daily. The daily like the cafe of sort of when we you know didn't have distractions. Yes. 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 Well, speaking of distractions, you have a, a new child I in do. the world. Yeah, yeah, we do. Armani. First, uh, first daughter, first kid. Actually, it's been, um, but it's, uh, it's one of the most amazing things you'll ever go through. Um, and no one prepares you for any of it. No, like they go, oh, you know, births, you know, it's a pretty big deal. Labor's a pretty big deal, and then you go through it. And you're like, right, <laughs> big is the wrong word. Oh, Did you yeah. read any books before yeah. the birth? Yeah, I read um, probably the most famous Australian one, which is, uh, I think, it's called "So You're Going to Be a Dad." Okay. Um, but the, like, the annoying thing about that one is it was written 20 years ago. So mm, there's yeah. a lot of like, hey, bring your change for the parking meter oh, at the air, yeah. at the, hot, uh, the hospital, <laughs> the hotel, at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. And um, and I was like, great advice if, if we had, you know, coins and meters anymore. Yeah. So parking. there's a bit of that stuff. <laughs> and they probably forget about all the, the intolerances that every baby has now as well. Yeah, like, ah, exactly. You know, well, the gluten and, the, yeah. and all that sort of and stuff. The, yeah. And the volume of like disagreement that's online um, that wouldn't have existed 25 years ago now it's just like there's cults for all different types can I ask a question have you googled anything in the last eight weeks Uh, I've googled something in the last eight days even I googled um, so when you're going through the the pregnancy process there's very good apps to track like development this is how big they are this is what they're doing Mm -hmm. this is the movement sort of thing and they have actually some quite good like partner info as well um but what I wanted to find out was development post-birth. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I wanted to know because Armani has become like extremely alert in the last like, okay. seven days. We I'm love like, alertness. Alert's good. But I'm like, her eyesight seems twice as good as it was a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> like what, what's happening with her eyesight? Yeah. And there wasn't – and I want to know, you know, like when's she going to get a bit more dexterity in her yeah. hair? Like, I, I wanted to – no, you have to pay like 10 bucks and a month. Oh, that's bullshit, isn't it? 10 bucks a month or something. I guess it's going to be the beautiful thing about just finding out for yourself. Mate, when so uh, literally a week ago, she was all for um, you know cuddling up, being basically just like a baby. Yeah. And now she just you know cries and moans every time you do that because she wants to sit up and look at everything. Uh, so even in five days, that's a change. That's incredible. Um, and it's the same with just her like interaction. She's smiling now. It, it's insane how quickly things change. It is, isn't it? The twinkle of your eye. Thanks, mate. Yeah, um, yeah oh, that might just be the rain that I got. <laughs> <laughs> in way. Oh, or just a- looking at the cookie. Yeah, or, <laughs> the, or the sleep How about the disagreement or the conversation around naming? Mm. So how long does that last? And is that like, is there a recipe to nearly break up a, a partnership there because of the names? Like your partner might want a certain name and you're just hell-bent on, nah, oh, we can't have that name. Is yeah. there much to do with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I was I feel like I was pretty amenable to what Anna – Anna's got good taste generally. So yeah. when we designed um, – we, we did a renovation. When we, when we designed the baby. <laughs> when, we, when, when, we, when we picked out the features <laughs> we wanted. Out of Play-Doh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when we were mapping it 3D, we, um, like when we were doing the house, we'd go through and sort of – when it came to structure, I was fine. Yeah. As soon as it came to like picking yeah. names, colours, shapes, she was just – yeah. Off the charts better. I just gave up. Yeah. I was like, you do it. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> Same when we got to the naming thing. She had a bunch of names that she liked. Mm-hmm. 
And um, yeah, and the the one that, that we both liked for a girl was Armani. Now Anna's one of six with five older brothers. Wow! So when we found out that um, she was pregnant, it was a big deal. With we're gonna she's gonna have a boy because there's just so many boys in her family. Yeah. And I was convinced from the first day that it was a girl, mm-hmm. and I just ran with it and started actually calling the um, you know the the sexless baby Armani. Yes. <laughs> Um, until I had to change that name to uh, to Sheila for the extension of the yeah. – because um, otherwise you'd leak the name before. It, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, and then, yeah, 13 weeks in, found out and, yeah. Amazing, well, amazing. Um, now, Tom, a lot of people would know you as a footballer, but you are doing – Less and less probably. Yes, but uh, you are doing a lot of work in the, in the mental health space. Um, how great is that for you at the moment? Yeah, I – I think, um, you know, one of the things that, that happened when I finished footy was, uh, so in 2019, I retired, had two and a half years left of my contract, had a couple of million bucks still due in wages. And I was like, this is it. I want to stop. Like, I'm ready to go. Um, sounded like a great idea until I realized it was, I didn't know exactly where I was going next. Yeah. So I had an ongoing business degree. Um, but the first thing that people started asking me about was what had happened. You know, what you've, you've spoken about your mental health publicly, but give us a bit more insight. Um, so I started going to schools and you know, different corporates and, and doing this sort of speaking tour. And then COVID hit and, um, you know, to be honest, I was pretty much in this position where all of the speaking stuff disappeared overnight, um, which was my entire year's work. And I um, then went down and I was like, well, what am I going to do? Because uni stopped. Um, and so I sat down and I wrote uh, the book that I've got coming out in August. And... That as well as um, speaking sort of wasn't quite enough. It was like I still felt like I was living off the coattails of my football a bit Mm. too much and I really wanted to do the hard thing which was what value can I bring based on merit in the next phase of my life? So um, I do still do some speaking stuff. We obviously do some stuff together with Mm -hmm. WorkSafe which Mm -hmm. is to be honest one of the funnest, um, the most fun experiences that I've had being in the country. Um, I still do some speaking. I've got the book coming out in um, in August, but I also work three days a week for a tech company, um, which is looks at human performance. So, you know, typically you look at a footballer, it's how many kicks, marks, and handballs do they have in the weekend. But when I looked at my career, it was actually, you know, did I feel like I was contributing the role that I was in? Did I feel like I had a good sense of well-being? Did I feel like I was connecting with my teammates and my coach? Like all of those externalities that people don't tend to measure, Um, that's what this company does. And so for me, it was a perfect alignment. Um, And basically the way I try and describe what I do to everyone is that everything I do is pushing towards the same goal, which Mm -hmm. is to improve not only awareness, but also the actual capability of people with regards to looking after their mental health and looking after each other's. and I just do it in a variety of different ways. Well, it's beautiful work you do. And the variety of way we do it here to lift each other's mental health, Tom, is by doing a quiz okay. together. Okay. So, to, And we do it together. Yeah. Okay, because we're thinking we could go individual, but what, what's the point? Yeah. yeah, especially if it's a decently hard quiz. Exactly right. There is some scores that we, we have, I suppose, kept in the records. Mm. Um, so we've had a few guests on to do the quiz. Yeah. Uh, Josh, who is leading? Sam, we've got Nick Butler, Daniel Gorringe and Chloe Malloy all on 7 out of 10. Right. And then Ryan Shelton, 6 out of 10. Great. So, okay, so we're, we're going for that 6 to 7 mark. If we can get 8, brilliant. Yep. You know, 5, we've got to go back to the drawing board. What is the uh, categories of this? You'll, well, you'll find out. You, are you saying you have never listened to the Ryan Lynch podcast? I, I Actually, I was saying to, to Sam before I jumped on, is I, he, you sent me a snippet. Yeah. 
And I was pretty shocked when I saw it. I was like, are they like are they identical twins or not? Yeah. And the answer obviously was pretty obvious yes. pretty quickly. Very, um, very much. So right. go you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, God, no, no, no. Thank you. We had no control over it. <laughs> <laughs> now, like, just quick. I'm sure it's like when everyone tells me, oh, geez, you're tall. Yeah. It's like, shut up. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, um, like we, we must ask, are you going to say a short joke to us? Because Everyone two knows. out of the – or three out of the four people have said a short joke about Josh and I saying, geez, you're shorter than what I thought. No, 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 no. So we're going to start with we, – we swap. who So I'll read question one, Sam will read question two, okay. vice versa. And we so work together. Affairs that are current, question one. Name the singer who has released nude NFTs of herself giving birth to trees. <laughs> <laughs> and the person who wrote this quiz was on drugs at the time. <laughs> uh, something Kim Kardashian. The world's getting weird. Yeah. Name the singer who has released nude NFTs of herself giving. Who's really like strange? Maybe Lady Gaga. Do you reckon yeah. Lady Gaga would do something like this? I don't. Well, the the question really is who's making the latest. Grab it cash in the NFT space. Yes, exactly. That's really right. the they're struggling question. a bit. Yeah, they're or, struggling. which. Now, this may be incorrect, but I have seen Katy Perry popping up okay. quite a bit lately. She's I don't know, trending, is she? I th- well, I think so. Okay, well, um, but I don't know if she's done the whole NFT with trees. No, no. We're going to back Boydy in here, Josh. You guys got any idea? Or no, 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 no. No, no, no idea. At least it's an honest quiz. <laughs> it's now, Madonna. Yeah, yeah we, now we this makes sense. It's Madonna. Yeah. Okay. So okay. we actually have the an- like the answers afterwards. We yeah. just click. Uh, good, good, yeah. yeah. No, uh, so Moda- Madonna is in partnership with digital artist NFT artist Beeple who have created oh, yes. a series of digital artworks based on 3D scans. I've heard of Beeple. Of her genitals. Okay. Right. Interesting. Yeah, well, we answered the question. If you yeah. think about it, who's the uh, artist that's a little bit out of yeah, yeah. yeah. Coming all... back, she's trying to grab a bit more cash. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were right, just not the person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thought was right. Thought was right. We liked the that. Answer was not. Zero from one. Number two, affairs of the current. Jai Hindley recently won the Giro d'Italia, which is one of the three major European professional cycling stage races. Okay. Name the other. Only other Australian to have won a Grand Tour stage race. Cadell. Cadell has to be Cadell. It has to be Cadell. I've ridden with Cadell. That's a name drop. Go no, 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 no. <laughs> I've ridden with, right? Was we, uh, we used to do this ride out at uh, King Lake or the back of Eltham-y sort of yeah, area. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's this big 25-kilometre climb. Yeah. And we used to do it at the dogs. And it terrified me, right? Because yeah. downhill... Small bike, scary as terrifying. Yeah, skinny roads, speed wobbles, pooms. speed wobbles. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, we we actually passed Cadell right at the bottom. Yeah, he might have been St Andrews actually. So you're telling us you passed? No, no, Cadell no passed. Even. He was going oh, up. We were going oh, down. Yes, yes, yes. And he was going for his like fourth run of the day, and we were like, oh, I'm, I was dead. Yeah, I couldn't have made another. I couldn't have made it up again. So madman. Um, he was probably 45. It was, right? po- was post retirement. <laughs> it was yeah. just after he did that. Uh, the Tour of the Bay or whatever the last yeah, one he did was. Isn't it funny? Like <laughs> AFL clubs, what pricked my interest then was, you know, they're making you fly down these mountains. On oh, board. I wasn't like, flying. But they, but, but, <laughs> Clay Smith was flying. <laughs> but <laughs> how dare you play like a state of origin game or yeah. a game of basketball? <laughs> <laughs> no, just go 70, 75 k's down a mountain. If they start telling you about the commando sessions that most of the boys would have done along the journey with the, you know, the SAS guys oh, doing wrestling it? and stuff on the beach, like it's you can't even go water skiing. Nah, you, yeah. yeah, you can go surfing though. That's not oh, that's all right then. Uh, it is Cadell Evans and Sam. We were big Tour de France. Uh, watches back in the day Absolutely All I mean. because of Cadell Evans Yeah Massive yeah. 
So we are one. I bought the PlayStation game. We did to remember that. <laughs> that was the most. <laughs> no, seriously. What so we were we were in a pretty we were in a low spot. Yeah. Okay, so it was a year after school had finished. Bit lost. Yeah, bit yep. lost. So lost. We walked into JB and bought the Cadell Evans <laughs> uh, Tour, the Tour de France, France for PlayStation game. <laughs> oh yeah, and you actually had to do a. A stage, that. so like X circle, X circle. Oh, X. to pedal, yeah. mate. So it was, it was just <laughs> RSI injuries. Phenomenal, <laughs> <laughs> waste of time. But it wasn't. No. Uh, question three: Who has topped the Australian Financial Review's rich list for Australia's most wealthy person in 2022? Well, I have a feeling. I heard this the other day, and I have a feeling we're looking at the West. And not Footscray, not Franco Cozzo. <laughs> Perth. We're, we're yeah, going Perth. to WA. Okay. And I think it's Gina. Gina. Gina, yeah. Gina. She's, she's got a few. She's, she's got a few. Yeah, it's Gina Reinhardt. 34 billion. Then Jeez. To, I thought she was at like eight. Nah, nah she's, she's at 34. Well, Lindsay bought half of the West at Avalon and they built that massive uh, quarantine thing out there. So I was thinking he's had a couple of pretty understand. good years. So What's then, the difference between eight and 34? Anyway? Exactly right. Well, then you just... Uh, yeah. It's just whatever plane. Yeah, industries, pretty yeah. much. So, <laughs> and, so to round out the top five, Andrew Forrest, Forresty, uh, Mike Cannon-Brooks. So Andrew. he also is hyphenated, so maybe we'll give us some money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> S- Scott, <laughs> Scott Farquhar, Anthony Pratt and family. Well, that's good he's given it to the family. These other selfish pricks don't give anything to right. their family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gina's been on record for that, actually. Question four. Well, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Question four, entertainment, art and sport. How many colours are on a Rubik's Cube? Uh, I suppose, well, isn't it just one side? No, so how many so colours? It's just each side of the cube. White. Right? Six. Yellow. Yeah, yeah. But you don't have to, you you just, don't have to say which It's just one. a cube. Yeah, six. How many colours? Yeah, but it's every, once it's finished, it's there's one colour on each side. Yeah, yeah but I still want to know what colours they are. <laughs> <laughs> yellow, red, blue, green, 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 white, blue. Six is correct. Okay. Uh, white, white, yellow, red, blue, orange and green. Oh, good. We're extra points. For well done, Tom. <laughs> well done, Tom. <laughs> Tom, good one. Now, What's the score update? Sam, we're two or four. So we're 50% if you didn't. Three or Three four. Or four. Hey, Sorry. Hey, hey. Sorry, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> I want to be on the leaderboard. No, yeah. so Sam... Our magnificent producer SD card loves these types of questions, and so do the so do the so do the Bromley Lynch listeners. They do. Which of these songs has the most listens on Spotify? Ooh. Got Spotify? Yes. Good. Do you pay for it? Uh, yes. Good for my me and my dad, which is terribly annoying when he tries to listen to something when I'm listening to it. Oh, surely you can. Nah, do something about big that. big issues. In the What's his name? Jeffrey. Come on, Jeff. <laughs> Spice Girls Wannabe. Mm. That's probably what he's listening to. Yeah. (laughs) Destiny's Child, say my name. Florence and Machine, The Dog Days Are Mm. Over. All all good songs. They are great songs. I I must know, I must say, I'd be more equipped to answer the YouTube streams, I reckon. Okay. Go with that. Go with that. It's got to be similar, right? Yeah. What would you say would be the YouTube streams of these three songs? Probably say my name. Beyonce has a massive following. Yeah. Like a yeah. huge and following. And very repetitive, yeah. like a song that's easily repeated. I, I, think, I tend to go with you on that one. Spice Girls, extremely popular. Mm. But I just think Beyonce, she's she's the queen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, open to right, so, suggestions. No, I will go with... Tom said. Destiny's Child. Say my name. Spice Spice Girls Really? If you want to be my lover 729 million I think we need to facilitate the YouTube streams in this as well Uh Destiny's Child Say my name has 581 million And 
Dog days are over. 560. Yeah, wow. Lots Flies of, a machine. Go, go there. Yeah, Great. that's good. Cool, she's yeah. good. She's one. On, she's on the list for me that I want to see live. Absolutely. Mm. And Simon Art and Sports Sam. Question six. We are three of yeah. five. Yes. Who plays the voice of Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story? Uh Tom Hanks? No, 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 that is Woody. He's Woody. Woody. Now oh. it's from Home Improvement. Yeah, and from Christmas oh. with the Cranks and Santa Claus. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think it's Tim Allen. Yeah, okay. Very Australian yeah. name. Yeah, Tim yeah. Allen. Yeah, yeah, it is. But he's American. Correct. No. Tim Allen. Oh. He spent 28 Ooh. months in jail in 1978 after being arrested for attempted drug dealing. See, there you go. Everyone can come back. They do. They do. He was big too. He, he was massive. Home Improvement was like one of the biggest shows. Right? Uh, huge. And you never got to meet the dude or you get, never got to see the guy's face. The neighbour. neighbour. Uh, yeah. See, this is probably a bit before my time because yeah. I'm, I'm a 95 kid. So. We're 94. Yeah. Who do you think do you looks older? <laughs> 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 who, who, who do you think acts older? Who acts older? Who acts older? Yeah. Question seven. Four or six. Oh, wow. Mm. History, geography, science. What do you like with these? Uh, let's see. <laughs> okay. Which, which is the only country with three capital cities? Ooh. It's a country that is confused as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they are. Well, three capital cities? Yeah. Is that allowed? So I'm thinking it's a, it's a capital city. Three capital cities. It's not something like Italy or something and playing on the Vatican. Is it like... London, because it's the capital city of England, the UK. Mm, that's interesting. UK. And not Great Britain. It's Great Britain and the UK. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? But, well, UK's got Scotland too, no? Mm. And Wales. Maybe. That's not do a bad go, guess. Do, do you go to the UK? London. No, which is... Well, oh, the sorry, country, the UK. Yeah. Sam, this would be... I'm sorry, but this would be great if this you This would be awesome. Oh! South Africa. What really? the hell? Jeez, I really allowed myself to think that I was going to get that Sam, one. you were... I was confident. I think we got done on a technicality. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Pretoria, Cape Town and Bloemfontein. I'm going to say it. it. The three different capital cities of South Africa are divided into administrative, legislative and judicial government Come bases. On, I, I, just, yeah, I think I, you just need to pick one. I'm not a town planner, but I think you just need one capital city that yeah, we all, yeah. you know, everyone in the nation right. can put their eyes onto yeah, and say, that is that is our capital city. Yeah. yeah. Not Canberra. No. Ideally. Yeah. I think, you know, there's clearly two cities oh, in contention yeah. for the actual capital of Australia and <laughs> doesn't start with C. <laughs> yeah. It's wagga wagga. Yeah. <laughs> we are four of seven. Yes. Sam, you're up. History, geography, science. The Murray River flows into the ocean in which state? Flows into the ocean. It's a really trick question because it would it's obviously the east coast, so it's either New South Wales or Victoria. Well, it's really which way it turns once it That's gets past Echuca and Yeah. Mm. Which way does it turn? I don't right? know. What is the river mouth of it's it's not up at Pambula or something. Pambula. Is it? Is that what it's called? It's a tough one. one of them. Yeah. Tough quiz today. Sam. Yeah, this is good. This is good. Well, the well, if you would, quiz we, just get worse and worse as you go yeah, along. Yeah, they get harder true. and harder because all the easy questions Where, are. Uh, New I think South? We go, I think, I think New we go, South? Yeah, New South. Yeah. Would you go New South? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think it's... You'd be our deciding vote. Okay, yeah. South Australia. What the fuck? Yeah. I thought... It is... Yeah. Bit shattered there. It is Australia's longest river. It starts the Australian Alps, which I could have answered New South Wales, Vic, 
ACT and flows west to South Australia. Oh, there you go. Well, we've learned something today. Disappointing. They're, they're yep. all, well, in hindsight, lots of the mountains in that country are up north. Yes. yes. <laughs> the Great Dividing Range is yes. probably where it comes from. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Stupid by us. Yeah. That's all right. We've got one back here. History, geography, science. Question nine. We're still four of eight. Okay. Which yeah. American company has the most employees in the world? Ooh. Oh, and, uh, Amazon? Probably. It's not Walmart. That's the other biggest one, I think. Starbucks? Ooh. Maybe they just shut about they two, did two, shoot. Two, two, 200 stores in Russia, I think. Well, they shut. That is true. You must have listened to the problem because that was actually one of the first ever... I, yeah, I dare say that was where one. I, I actually get my news from you guys. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> Everything you want, update about Middle East relations, <laughs> Russia, Ukraine, anything like that. Come to us. Come to us. Uh, I would say Amazon has more than um, Starbucks because uh-huh. per per I mean, think about the, like, even the simple warehouse has got thousands and yeah, thousands, and they also true. run them on shifts too. So yeah, that's why. Yeah, let's go with Amazon. Walmart. Oh, two point two million. Close. <laughs> you, you said it. You said yeah. it. You I said that. You say it. Yeah. Two point two million. We can feel the sort of you know the air getting sucked right out of us here. With yeah, we got to get the last one right. We got to salvage this quiz. Two point two million with Walmart. A lot of lot of employees. that's a lot of people. Same you go. Bonus question. Now, Tom, you're an educated man. Uh, Bonus question would generally mean you get an extra point, something like that. Correct. No, not the case on the Bromley Lynch. For some reason, our producer Sam. Uh, is that our ninth question or our tenth? This, this is our that, this, this is, is our, our tenth. tenth. Yeah, this is our tenth. We're four of four of nine. Yeah. Neapolitan ice cream consists of what three flavors? Has to be vanilla. Yeah. Vanilla, strawberry, chocolate. chocolate yeah. Is that? Let's too just easy? go quick. Let's just go quick. Yeah. Neapolitan ice cream. What you said. Yeah. Yes. Vanilla, chocolate, strawberry. Good. That's brilliant. Well done. We got it right. Jeez, the Bonus disparity points. between the hardest questions <laughs> and the easiest one is like, <laughs> guess how many people Walmart employed? Yeah. Yeah. Or so vanilla, strawberry. What did we finish on? Chocolate. Five. Seven, five of ten. Five of ten. Yeah, well, t- that was a tough quiz though. Like, Yeah, I know. We do that with some other people. I reckon we get four, maybe four. Well, maybe what seven. did we get that was difficult? Probably none of them. No. Nah, the the capital city one threw us a little bit. Yeah, so I did five other questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> probably, what flew, uh, the Spice Girls one? Yeah, we, I wish, like that. We, that's where we lost a bit of momentum. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we got any hard questions. No, right? no. Or, like Gina's not by the looks of the, yeah. the list, just not particularly hard. No, just tell the listeners there were ridiculously hard questions when we got right. Oh, well, they can be the judge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tom, exactly put it right. in the comments below. Tom, exactly just, right. just quickly, look, it would be remiss of us not to ask, but yeah. how often do people come up to you and recite the Brian Taylor oh, yeah. commentary uh, okay. of your goal in the 2016 my, final? My standard line to people who come up to me and say, have you seen that or have you heard that, is if I had a dollar for every time that I got told it, sent it, and particularly on Facebook for some reason, I would have earned back all of the money. You, you would have been up there with Gina. Yeah, I'd be third. <laughs> <laughs> is there people that literally come out, like you can just hear them from, you know, 100 metres away, like, Oh, he's kicked yeah. out. Yeah, especially at like the events where you do at local footy, there's always some oh, kid yeah. with oh, his yeah. punk mates yelling stuff at the Mullets. the guy who has to stand there and take it. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably the most common one. Um, but what a like what a moment! Yeah, oh, it's well, basically the sealer. Oh, it was a it was a great moment, definitely to be a part of. I mean, I think the uh, 
Like my, my career lives on in a very u- unique space as vastly underwhelming, yeah. but with some real good moments. Mate, so, I fucking take that. Yeah, yeah. oh, mate. <laughs> it's almost more interesting because the, the other question I get second to um, the Brian Taylor thing is the Norm Smith, which oh, for yeah. me is also like um, it's part, like it's an interesting debate that people still have to this day. So, you know, I thought JJ played well. I thought Pico played amazingly well. Mm. I thought Josh Kennedy played well. And I also thought, which I found out later, that if Brad Johnson had given me one vote, me and JJ would have tied and everyone would have been happy. That would have been nice. So you would have drew drew the Norm Smith? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Well, you can fact check that, but that's what John and I said. But in the end, you still walk away with one medal and that's That's the medal you want. Yeah, exactly right. And, you know, you don't live on in history – um, with a club like the Western Bulldogs because of individual glory. No. It's always because that club has been so deprived of success forever. Exactly right. And, Tom, one medal you'll never get is the winner of the Bromley Lynch quiz because That's you true. got five out of ten. Well, I mean, what's the uh, time period between quizzes that uh, you can – Mate, you can come back at the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, well, I need – like, I mean, I probably would need to go through, like, the whole Chasers, like, yes. you know, study period. Yes. How to be a millionaire. Those things. Do you want to be a millionaire? Do them. Uh, Tom, what we do at the end of every episode is we say, I love you. I love so, you. I love you. love you too. I love you. I love you too. Sam and Sam's brother. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Thanks mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe and join the family. And follow us on Instagram at Bromley Lynch. You won't regret it. <laughs>